be in the presence of the Lord. And uh, we are indeed in the presence of the Lord tonight. He is here in a mighty way. And uh, there is no telling what's supposed to take place like Brother Regan said. There is no telling. The greatest miracle I've ever seen is someone receiving the Holy Ghost. That's an awesome miracle within itself. Praise God. And uh, if you will just turn your heart over to God tonight and you're tired of living the way you've been living, there's a God that's ready to come on the scene and do exactly what needs to be done in your life if you allow him. If we could tonight, I'd like for us to turn our Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 24, verse 24. Praise the Lord. Thank you again, Brother and Sister Riggins, and this great and wonderful church for allowing us to come. My goodness. I feel like this is the revival of revivals. Can't help but keep feeling that, praise the Lord, but I just feel like this is the revival of revivals that I'll get to preach about this revival in in the months to come, praise God. Of what God done, praise the Lord, right here. New Life Pentecostal Church, Kansas City, praise God. Verse 24, Acts 24, 24. Praise the Lord. And after certain days when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, which was a Jewish, she sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. And as he reasoned for righteousness and temperance and judgment to come, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time when I have a convenient season. I'll call for thee. Oh, God of heaven, we thank you tonight for your anointing. We thank you for the word. I thank you for every person that's here tonight. I Thank you for what you're fist to do, God, in this service here in just a few minutes. God, we'd ask that you'd anoint every mind and every heart and every ear, Lord, should walk up and down these aisles, that there would be a spirit of conviction to ooze in here, God, that would get a hold of the heart, God, and begin to convict the heart of where the heart is today, God, and we give you the praise, the thanks, and the glory. Would you put your Bibles down and would you clap your hands? Come on. Clap your hands, all you people, to the Lord right now, will you? Will you lift your voice up with a voice of triumph right now? Begin to praise your God, for he is your God today. You might not be serving him, but he's still your God. You might not be filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, but he's still your God. Come on. You're able to praise him. Go ahead. Open up your mouth and begin to exalt him, will you? just for a few more minutes praise the lord we love you we love you we love you we praise you we praise you we praise you lord thank you jesus hallelujah 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 thank you lamb of god for you are worthy praise god you may be seated tonight by the help of the holy ghost i want to preach for just a few minutes tonight waiting for ideal conditions 
waiting for ideal conditions. Waiting for ideal conditions is rarely an option. Come on, that's the message I want to preach to you tonight, this evening. If you've been waiting for ideal conditions to make a move uh, or a step to God, friend of mine, uh, you're just playing games. Uh, don't do that. Do you hear me? Uh, there's never been an ideal condition. Uh, there's always some reason uh, not to turn your life over to God. Uh, do you hear me today? Uh, or not to commit. Uh, there's always uh, some reason. Uh, this is not the service to go to the altar. Uh, oh, come on, friend. Uh, there's always a reason. Uh, friend of mine that tonight uh, is not the best night than me uh, to crucify my flesh uh, and surrender my will uh, over to God. Uh, that's a lie out of the enemy. Uh, do you hear me? Uh, tomorrow uh, will be a better option. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, tonight is the night. Uh, next week uh, is not a better choice. Uh, next year. Uh, come on, next. Oh, my God. Uh, it just becomes uh, next and next and next. Uh, and before you know it, uh, you're retired. Uh, and before you know it, uh, you're in the grave. Uh, no, tonight uh, is the night uh, that you need to surrender to God. Uh, tonight uh, is your night. Uh, this is the day uh, that the Lord had made for you. Uh, this is the day of salvation uh, for you tonight, friend. Come on. Hallelujah. You know, Brother Riggin, before I got the Holy Ghost, all I did is walk around looking over my shoulder for the people that are ripped off, the people that wanted to hurt me, the people that were after me, that didn't like me, for what I did, I brought it on my own self. But you know what? When I got the Holy Ghost, all that was gone. God took care of every one of those people. I said, God took care of every one of those people. Uh, aren't you tired of walking around in life, uh, looking over your shoulder, uh, wondering what tomorrow's going to bring, uh, what's going to happen in this day? Uh, oh, friend of mine, when you turn your life uh, over to God, you don't have to worry about tomorrow. Uh, he'll take care of that for you. Uh, I said, he'll take care of that for you. Uh, he'll take care of the enemy uh, that's come to try, uh, come on to do you harm. Uh, my God will step in uh, the gap. Uh, and he'll put his hand, uh, he'll stay the hand uh, of the very one uh, that's come to hurt you. Now I know making this transformation, coming from where you're coming in, and giving your life over to God is completely something that you don't even probably understand. Praise the Lord. But when you make that step up and you make up in your mind that you're tired of living the way that you've always lived, that you're tired of being the person that you are. And I'm not saying that you're a bad person. I'm sure that you're a very good person. But there's something inside of you that God needs to remit. And that is your sin. That's why you have to be buried in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord in the baptistry, so God can wipe away your sin. 
sins uh, for you to come up out of that water uh, speaking in a heavenly language uh, then only God uh, come on can let you do uh, God speaking in other tongues uh, receiving the Holy Ghost uh, that is uh, New Testament salvation uh, there is uh, no other salvation uh, shaking a preacher's hand uh, repeat after a preacher uh, can remit your sin Praying to a bunch of idols, Mary, the mother of Jesus, Paul, and all of them can't remit your sins. She was just a mere woman that God chose to put the seed in. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But we got people that'll tell you, come on now, a rub. My wife was a Catholic lady. To God filled her with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> now she's apostolic through and through. You know, I thank God that I don't have to wake up worrying, am I going to pray to Jesus or the Father of the Holy Ghost today? I just call on the name of Jesus because he is the Father, he is the Son, he is the Holy Ghost. He is the Spirit that dwells in all the, come on, the universe. Uh, he's everywhere at one time and all time. Praise God. Uh, hallelujah. Oh, come on, friend of mine. Uh, there's a God that wants to help you tonight. Uh, but the simple fact every day uh, has its own brand new supply uh, of excuses. Uh, each season of life, uh, friend of mine, has its own brand new uh, delay. Uh, each chapter of your story, uh, friend of mine, for some reason, uh, oh, there's something inside. Uh, a lot of people say, well, I'll propose, oh, uh, I'll postpone uh, this, oh, my God, uh, decision today. Uh, I'll wait for a better time. Uh, I'll wait for an ideal condition. Uh, that's no, oh, my God, that's not an option tonight. Uh, the Lord wants somebody to know uh, this is the day that he made for you. Uh, this is your day. Uh, he designed this service uh, for you tonight. Uh, waiting, uh, friend of mine, will lead you to failure. Help me tonight a little bit, church. Come on, help me a little bit. Let's praise him a little bit. Come on. You know the story, or maybe you don't know the story, but Paul had been arrested and by the Jews and had rescued him from the hands of the Romans. And he had not been for their intervention. Paul would probably already been tried and convicted under the corrupt Jewish legal system, if you will, praise God. And the Roman authorities had delivered him to the governor named Felix and praise the Lord. He had held him for five days uh, until his accusers could uh, be gathered. Then he would hear the case uh, against old Paul that day. And Paul presents his defense and says, but I, he said, but this I confess uh, unto thee uh, after the way which they call heresy. Uh, so I worship I, the God of my father. Uh, oh, come on 
at the end of Paul's offense, uh, Felix decided that he needed to hear uh, from that old Roman chief, uh, praise God, captain, who actually had taken Paul uh, into custody uh, until he could bring him down. Uh, he commanded Paul into the care uh, of a citron. Uh, and during the time, Felix and his wife, uh, Drusilla, called for Paul uh, to come and explain his faith to them like I'm doing to you tonight, praise God. And he reason and righteous and tempers and judgment to come. Uh, can I tell you that we're out of time? Uh, there's not a whole lot of time left for you. Uh, I said there's not a whole lot of time left in this world. Uh, our God is getting ready to come back. Uh, and he's coming back after a bride. Uh, come on, that's filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, come on, that, oh, my God. Uh, oh, come on now. Uh, you don't have a lot of time left. Uh, now's the time. Uh, you can get in at the 12th hour uh, and you'll still be all right. It might be the 12th hour when you get in, but you'll be all right because your name could be written down in that Lamb's book of life. When Paul does so, they are moved. The Bible said that they trembled. I'd like for you to know there's a difference between being moved and moved. There's a difference between move and moving. Felix was moved to the point of trembling, but he made no move towards God. In spite of his emotions, there was no response, praise God, of the will. Nothing in him really changed. Nothing compelled him to do anything different than what he was already doing. Come on, there's something deep down inside of you, and I don't know if you know it or not. Come on, your flesh might not want this, but there's something deep uh, down inside of you tonight uh, that is crying out uh, for a change. Uh, you're tired of getting up being the person that you are. Uh, you're tired uh, of the vices of the enemy uh, holding you captive. Uh, you don't have to be captive uh, to an enemy no longer when you get your life over to God. Uh, God will clean you up. Uh, God knows how to take addiction. Uh, God knows how to walk on the scene uh, and make your life all over again. I stand before you tonight. Uh, come on, a walking witness of what God can do. I'm going to tell you, no 12-step program could help Mikey. I needed something that had authority and power. I needed something that could get inside of me. Not me sit around a table and declare that I'm a drug addict and an alcoholic and a bad person and all that and rub on this thing that I put in my pocket when I begin to feel like I want to do the drugs or put a needle back in my arm or, or go out there, you know, and pop the top on, on a bottle and uh, have me a big, swug, a big slug of it. Uh, but no, no, friend, I needed something way, be way beyond that. Uh, I needed something that could get down in here uh, and begin to move and change me. Uh, Come on, called the Holy Ghost. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, God, come on the scene. Uh, friend of mine, he come on. Uh, oh, come on, somebody. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, that you've been delivered of drugs. Uh, you've been delivered of alcohol. Uh, you couldn't do it on your own. Uh, you had to have something that had authority and power. Uh, you had to have something that was greater, uh, come on, than what the world offered. Uh, you had to have something uh, that could come on the scene uh, and take those desires, uh, those habits. 
Can I tell you when God filled me with the Holy Ghost, He healed my mind. I've never thought about ever doing another drug, ever. I never could think clear. Man, I think very clear now. Hello. I had good schooling. Praise the Lord. But I was so messed up from the drugs and the alcohol that I couldn't think the way I needed to think. All I could think about was my addiction. How am I going to feed it today? I didn't care how I fed it. However, I had to do it. I never took from my family. Always got me side jobs. But on ever... Every bit of the money that I made on side jobs went strictly to drugs. Something I could have done to better my family. But it went strictly on the drug. Oh, thank God for a Savior. Listen, now if I have not got the Holy Ghost, the next time that I went to my buddies, and because I'm going to tell you, I was at a store one afternoon, and, and a guy that I'd been witnessing to that I'd done lots of drugs with, he is at this little store called Casio's, and, and I went up there to get me a Yahoo and a couple of them old barbecue rotten sandwiches. <laughs> and before I knew it, he done snatched that bag out of my hand. He said, mm-hmm, drinking already, aren't you? Because he told me, he said, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. I said, you're not going to ever see me again sitting around your table doing your drugs again, buddy. I said, God, deliver me. And I'm going to tell you, if I hadn't had the Holy Ghost, I probably would have tied a knot in him. <laughs> God changes us, don't he? I said, God changes us, don't he? He does. He changes us. And when he opened up that bag, he looked in, his mouth just dropped. I said, I told you, Harold, God deliver me. And so I began to talk to him, and I began to witness to him. And he said, oh, he said, if I need something, he said, I'll call. That's what he told me. And I'm not knocking religion. That's not what I'm doing. I'm telling you what the man told me. And I said, Okay. Well, I know what was going on at Harold's house, I mean, at, at this boy's house. And I seen it every morning. And one day he flagged me down. And he was weeping and he was crying. And I could easily said, yeah, you want God now, don't you? But I wouldn't dare have done him like that. He said, I need prayer. My, he said, my, my wife's talking about leaving me. Come on, friend. I'm talking about a God that knows how to do anything. Can I tell you about being in a revival? And there was a man that sat in the very back, back there with a lady. And, and I feel compelled to go pray for him. And if I don't feel compelled to go pray for somebody sitting in a pew, I don't fool with them. If God tells me to go get them, I'll go get them. I'll have a problem doing that. And I went and got them before and brought them to the altar and prayed them through before. Praise the Lord. But if it's not God, I don't want to fool with it. And I walked back there that night, and I said, Sir, I'd like to pray with you. And he said, No. He said, I'm going to kill him. And I said, Kill him. He said, I'm going to kill him. And I said, well, I said, Calm down, man. And uh, he told me, he said, My wife, he said, The man that I worked side by side with, he said, My wife's sleeping with her. And I said, oh, my goodness. And so I just kind of eased back up to the front. Well, when we got back to the trailer that night after preaching, I seen these headlights creeping into the parking lot. I just got back. And I looked out my window, and I said, oh, my God. It's that guy, the one that wants to kill everybody. 
man, he come walking up to my door and he said, roll the window down, preacher. And I said, oh my gosh. So I rolled the window down about that much and I said, yes. And he said, roll the window down. He said, I want to talk. I said, I said, hold on. I said, let's get your pastor here. He said, I can't get in touch with him. I said, hold the boat, Roscoe. I can. I called his parents. I said, get here immediately. I said, that guy's here. The one who's talking about killing people. And I'm going to tell you about a God that knows how, a God that's in charge. You listen to me. Praise the Lord. I don't know what happened. But his pastor got there and he said, we're going to go in the office. And I said, we? I said, I'm going to bed. See you tomorrow. Not we, you. He's your saint. He's coming to your church. I'm just an evangelist. Hello. Friend of mine, the next night, he was the first one to get the Holy Ghost. His wife got the Holy Ghost. His son got the Holy Ghost. His daughter-in-law got the Holy Ghost. Uh, come on, God put that marriage back together. Uh, come on, his brother-in-law got the Holy Ghost. Uh, his sister-in-law got the Holy Ghost. Their children got the Holy Ghost that night. Uh, come on, I'm telling you about a God uh, that knows how to put things back together uh, when the enemy comes on the scene. Uh, he wanted to kill, uh, but God healed him. Uh, come on, this is your night. Uh, I said, this is your night. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Reach out to God right now. Come on, God can put things back together for you right now. God can put everything back together in perspective in the way it needs to be put back. Uh, he can put back the love that's gone. Once this service is over, uh, it's going to be a memory. Uh, once, oh, come on now. Uh, once you remember the songs that's been sung uh, and they drifted away out of your mind, uh, that's exactly what it was. Uh, come on now. I've seen people moved. Uh, I've seen them tremble. Uh, I've seen the hot tears uh, run down their cheeks. Uh, but when the emotion of the moment was done, uh, there was no change in their lives. God wants to change you tonight. Come on, reach out. Reach out. Come on. God wants to change you. God wants to change you. He wants to change you, sir. He wants to change you, ma'am. He wants to change you, young person. Come on. You know, you're only about 30 steps from Calvary. You're only 30 steps from freedom. You're only about 30 steps uh, from all that stuff that dogs your step every day. Uh, all those waking moments. Uh, I wonder what's going to take place today. Uh, you're only about 30 steps uh, from being delivered. Uh, you're only about 30 steps uh, from God coming on the scene, uh, making your life whole. Uh, put stability in your life. Uh, put some peace uh, and some joy. You got to do it. My God's a gentleman. He won't push something on you you don't want. You be seated. It ain't like how I used to strong arm my kids. 
Yeah, you're going to eat this tonight. This is all you got to eat. You're going to eat it. God's not like that. If you don't want this, God's not going to come on, push it on you. You got to want this. But there is something inside of you. Come on, there's a spirit inside of you. There's a soul that lives with inside of you. There's something in you that's reaching out in this service right now. Come on, push those thoughts aside. Uh, it's telling you that you got all the time in the world. Uh, you don't, friend of mine. Uh, what was it that kept Felix from making the change in his life? Uh, why didn't he make that uh, moment to repent right then? Uh, why was there an immediate response? Uh, why couldn't there have been an immediate response uh, from the tug of the spirit that day? Uh, why not fall from his throne uh, and say, Paul, uh, I need to meet this Jesus uh, that you're telling me about. Uh, I can't answer that. I don't know. But, uh, but somewhere in Felix's uh, tortured reasoning, uh, there was a thought, uh, whatever it was holding him back, would possibly not be there in some future day. Praise God. Or even while his hands And the tears rimmed his eyes. Come on, why? Conviction had created a moment for an eternal shift in his life. He spoke some of the saddest words that I've ever read. Come on, that I've ever read, that i found in the pages of Scripture. Go thy way for this time. Go thy way for this time. Uh, when I have a convenient season, I'll call from thee. Uh, I'll call for thee. Come on, uh, how disturbing those words were. Uh, come on now. Please don't be one of them to say, oh, I've got all that I need today. I don't want to change. I just want to feel something. I like what I'm feeling when I come here. Come on, this is more than feeling. This is experience. Come on, we've all had an, everybody in here that's been filled with the Holy Ghost has had an experience with Jesus. We've all had an experience. This is not a feel-good thing. Uh, come on, even though you do feel the Holy Ghost uh, and you feel those goosebumps running up and down your spine uh, and sometimes it feels like your hair sticking up on ends. Uh, come on, friend of mine. Oh, yes. Uh, but, oh, we're not running on feeling here. Uh, we're working off an experience. Because if you go on emotions, you're going to get lost somewhere in life. Come on, friend. Please don't be one of them say, I don't need nothing right now. I'm good for today. I've pacified my conscience for right now. I think I can ignore God's calling voice for the next few days. Oh, no, no, no. No, friend. No, you can't. Come on. You need to respond tonight. Come on. When things aren't different, come on. Come on, when things, you're, you're, this is what you're saying, when things are different, I'll call uh, for a convenient season. I plan really to give my life uh, over to Jesus, but uh, right now is the wrong time. Uh, I, right, right now is just not easy for me, preacher. Uh, you don't understand. Uh, I'm going through some things and some stuff right now, preacher. Uh, I've got some issues. Uh, I'm trying to sort some things out uh, right now. Uh, it's just not a good time. Uh, it's just not the right season. Uh, oh, yes, it is the right season. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, oh, I'm too immature at 10. Uh, that's a lie. We've seen people get the Holy Ghost uh, the other night. Uh, that was probably 10 and 11. Uh, I'm pretty too occupied at 20. Uh, I'm too broken at 30. Uh, I'm too busy at 40. Uh, I'm too distracted at 50. Uh, I'm too tired at 60. I'm too old at 70. 
Oh, no. Friend, can I tell you about a man that sat on the front pew and I just started revival and it was the first night and they was doing, everybody was singing and it just getting started real good. And all of a sudden the Lord told me, he said, go lay hands on that gentleman on the front pew. He's about 75 years old. And there was four young ladies sitting right down from him. I thought it was his kids. When God filled that elder with the Holy Ghost, he filled them four girls with the Holy Ghost. Come on, he wasn't too old at 75. Do you hear me? I said he was not too old at 75. Uh, until, oh, come on now. At some point, uh, the excuse blurs into a life. Uh, come on, live without a significant altar moment. Uh, friend of mine, I'm compelled to ask you today, uh, what are you waiting on? Uh, I said, what are you waiting on? Uh, oh, what are you waiting on? Uh, ideal conditions never come. Uh, there's never going to be uh, an ideal condition uh, to come to Jesus. It was not an ideal condition when I got the Holy Ghost. Every day has its own distractions. Every day has its own excuses. Every day has its own reasons. Uh, not let this be the day that you really give yourself over to God. Come on, friend. Come on, you need to respond to the tugging of the Holy Ghost. Uh, every day has its own evil. I said every day has its own evil. Uh, if you allow it, one day will blur into another, into another, into another, uh, into another, to a week, into a month, into a year, uh, into, into a lifetime is gone. Uh, come on, one miss altar call. Uh, come on, then there's another miss altar call. Uh, and it blurs into a pattern uh, of miss altar calls. Uh, and and it blurs into a life, uh, a misaltered call. Right, right, right. And all through the process comes an echo of a man named Felix. Not right now. But just older, just younger. Come on. If my child would just straighten, if my life, if my home life was just a little better, if my background was not so troubled. If my background was not so troubled, if I could just get everything under control, my bills, if my kids would just get it all together, come on, we can give all these kind of excuses we want to give. Praise God. If I weren't so tired, if I felt better, if I just had a convenient season. One man said, if you're waiting until you've got enough money to have children, come on, a whole lifetime will pass right before you. That whole generation's gone. If you wait till you have a perfect, perfect opportunity to sell out to God, your soul is going to die in a lifetime. You hear me? That's the truth. If you wait until all of life is conducive to repent, you'll go on with unrepented sin in your life. You sit right there on a pew with it sitting right beside you. You'll bring it to church every time with you. If you delay, come on now, if you delay until your retirement is right and all the planets begin to everything, come on, and, uh, begins to try to, everything tries to get into the right step and everything's at the right moment. Come on, your soul, to try to get your soul right with God, it's not going to happen. I sincerely believe that the moment that Felix intended to respond to what he felt, someday, someday, 
But the delay tactics of the enemy allowed another hunger to well up in him. He hoped also that the money should have been given him a Paul that he might lose him. Wherefore, he sent him after to commune with him. Come on, friend. Seeking a bribe. In short order, what it was, he said, you know what? I think I can handle him now without the conviction. I think I can get in front of him. I think I can have these visions with uh, these visits without trembling and no more tears and no more conviction. Just an attitude of what I can get out of this. Doesn't take long at the delay until we get good at handling church. <laughs> oh, yeah, altar calls don't bother us much anymore. Preaching don't move us the way it should move us. Spirit of God doesn't convict us and use, come on, the way it used to. No, we get comfortable with what used to be disquieted in us. Praise God. We can handle church of any stripe. We could shout. We could weep. We know how to fit in, don't we? And soon we come only for what we can get from it. How will God bless me today? What will he give me today? What can uh, happen today? And all while the voice of God saying, you know what? Today is a day that I like not so much to work for you, but to work on you and in you. Come on, that's what he wants to do tonight. How long has it really been since you really give yourself a real altar moment? A real altar moment. You know, people misunderstand about being broken. People think when they come down to the altar and they cry and they snort around that they're broken. That's not the kind of broken I'm talking about. I'm talking about the kind of broken when we come down, when we get up, we know that something has happened. We know that we've been changed. Come on, from the inside out, we know that something has taken place. And that's what I'm asking tonight. Just Not just going down through to the altar and, and going through the motions, uh, but a real moment, a real moment with God. Uh, how long has it been since, you know what I mean, since it's really happened and the conviction gripped your heart uh, and you know that God had come on the scene? Uh, and how long has it been since you really realized uh, that the Word of God was speaking directly to you uh, at that moment uh, and all the excuses that you can give uh, and all the delays uh, of not right now has uh, melted your heart tonight is such a moment I'm preaching to Felix today I'm preaching to somebody deep down inside church has become a habit instead of a lifeline for somebody come on somebody ought to reach out to God right now it's become a habit instead of a lifeline I'm preaching ideal conditions never exist. Today is a day of salvation. Now is accepted time. Time is a limited commodity. Do you hear me? Because as much as we'd like to ignore the fact time is not a limitless resource. None of us have an unending progress of tomorrow to depend upon. God didn't promise us tomorrow. I said God didn't promise us tomorrow. We always plan for tomorrow. That's our human nature. You know what we do? We turn today's into self-indulgence, self-pity, and self-interest. Praise God. And the excuse that is repeated throughout the party is, 
in a convenient season, in a convenient season, will change. But, the, but that voice of the Scripture comes crashing in. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts into wisdom. Oh, come on, somebody. Reach out to God right now, will you? I'm getting done. This is stop. For whereas we know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even like a vapor, like a vapor. It's like a vapor that appeared for a little time and then, bam, vanishes away. Can I tell you about a guy named Mac, my very best friend? He had a tree going about 70 miles an hour. It didn't kill him, but it broke him all to pieces. It knocked his eyes sideways. When you looked at him, his eyes was like this. He no longer could look at you. And he waited around. And he got out of the hospital. He waited for a convenient time to try to come to God, try to get back right with God. He was drunk when he hit that tree. He got out of church, and the first thing that happened to him when he got out of church, he got busted twice. And got a DWI. Stayed in prison most of his whole life. But he tried to wait to a convenient time to get right with God. And the very next Thursday, he died of a massive heart attack. Praise God. Now's not a time to try to play around with God. I can't tell you how many more church services you have. I can't tell you how many more times that you have a tug of the spirit to move you to an altar friend of mine but can I tell you tonight's not a night to try to ignore that tugging it's tugging at your heart right now come on now come on come on reach out church come on let's pray once you get up and come to this altar tonight you'll come we'll pray with you when this altar's open right now, if you'll come, we'll pray with you. Come on, you want things convenient. You want it on your terms and your time. That's not how God works. That's not how God works. I, see, that's how I try to do it. I try to do it on my terms. And my terms never worked. But you know what? When I let my guard down... And I let my guard down. And I said, okay, God. And I walked into that church that Sunday morning. Come on. And the Holy Ghost moved on me. When I walked out the back door, I turned around. And I looked at my pastor. I said, I'll be back tonight for the Holy Ghost. I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. When I walked in the doors that night, five rows coming this way, five pews from the back coming this way. As soon as the music started, the hot tears begin to flow. I raise my hands and God filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I got baptized into the precious name of Jesus. I'd let my guard down because I knew that there was something greater. All that day, all I could do was just cry that whole day. I tried to smoke a cigarette and couldn't. I've just... That whole day. Come on, friend. When the sound of the trumpet sounds, 
I said, the sound of the trumpet will forever seal this deal. And if you're not in the boat, so to speak, in other words, fill with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and have the seal of Jesus on your life, the blood that's been applied by baptism of, in Jesus' name. Because my Bible tells me in the book of John, chapter 3, unless you're born of the water and the Spirit, the Bible says you're not going to see in, nor are you going to enter in. You can't do this on a handshake and say, I accept Christ as my personal Savior. That's not going to get it. Come on, church. You know, there's an old series that they come out with, Left Behind. Books that have the, that's nothing but just all lies of the devil. It says if you miss the rapture, you got another chance. That's a lie. That's a lie. Once that trumpet sounds, this thing's over with. There's a weight in my spirit today that's saying, get right. Get right. Repent today. Consecrate today. Build an altar today. Die out today. Time is rushing towards the conclusion of all things. Uh, and suddenly things are going to come into focus. You hear me? There's no waiting for another season. Uh, for this season is nearly completed. Felix, just about out of chances. Come on. My goodness, has God had his hand on your life. My you know, and you know this to be the truth, and I know it to be the truth because God just spoke it to me. God has stayed the hand of the death angel off of you many times. Many times. I know that to be a fact because God just spoke it to me. He said he stayed the death hand of the, come on now, the death hand. He's actually, come on, put the, his hand between you and death. But here you sit waiting for a convenient time. Come on, this altar's open. This altar's open. No matter what you've been waiting on, it does not merit another delay. Whatever you've been waiting on does not merit another delay. If you're waiting for convenience tonight, it's not going to happen. Would you come down here tonight? Would you just get up and make your way down here? Come on, if you know somebody needs to come to the altar, won't you just walk by them and ask them and take them by the hand and say, come on, let's, let's go by the way of the altar tonight. Come on. Come on, won't you come? Won't you come? Listen, I didn't choose this tonight. Praise the Lord. This is what God put on my heart. I didn't know who would be here. I had no idea. Praise the Lord. Will you come? You know you want to change. Will you come? I know you don't understand a whole lot about this, but that's okay too. God wants to help you. Come on. God wants to help you tonight. Come on. You're very few many steps from Calvary tonight. Come on.
very far away right now. There's nothing like the blood of Jesus that's covered all your sins and washed all that stuff out of your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. Come on, church, pray. We've got people that need the Holy Ghost tonight. We've got people that need Holy Ghost tonight that's running out of time and chance. I tell you about a young man. I went to go preach a revival. And all night long, Brother Riggins, I was up all night long. All I could see was this kid's face all night. I cried and I wept and prayed all night. And I didn't know what was going on. God didn't say anything to me. But when I walked in that church the next morning, the first eyes I laid on was that young man. And that young man sat back there. I'll never forget that morning. He sat back there in the back of that church and played all morning. And I kept failing these words uh, as I preached, kept echoing in my spirit. It kept bouncing off my spirit. Move me, preacher, if you can. He left that service never to come back. On his way back to church that night, he rounded a curve and it had been raining and he come around that curve and lost control of his car and he went out in eternity, never knowing God. And I pleaded with him all morning. I practically begged him. I cried the whole time I preached, begging him, please come. Please come. I'm not begging you tonight, but I'm saying, come on, it's time to change your life. You don't know what's waiting around the next curve out there. You don't know what... Come on, it's waiting uh, when you walk out this building. He threw his little sister through the windshield of that truck and they had to airlift her to the hospital in Shreveport and she just about died. And I'll never forget, I went back and preached another revival and she had that same spirit on her that her brother had on her. But I pleaded all morning with that young man, please come. Come on, God's come on, told you tonight that a convenient season's not going to work for you. It's not going to happen. And God's told you, you don't know what's lurking around the next corner out there. You, know what, that's go, you don't know what's going to happen when you walk out of the building. I've seen good people get up and walk out of buildings never have another opportunity. I'm not saying that something's going to happen to you. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm not trying to give you 10 scary stories. I'm just saying, come on. Come on. Come on. We're out of time. We're out of time. If I knew that I was sitting in an apostolic church and I wouldn't write, I'd run to an altar and I'd cry out to a living God, God, help me to get right. Come on. I'm going to ask you one more time. Will you come? Well, I'm telling you, when you get the Holy Ghost, it takes care of all those worries, all those fears. 
either takes care of shame, guilt. Maybe you feel that you're unworthy. Who is worthy? Answer that question for me. Who is worthy? None of us are worthy, but God's mercy and grace makes a way for us. Oh, let's reach out, church. Come on.